Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, dedicated to making you a better seller. Recorded 4,827 miles across the Atlantic Ocean with Bobby Das from Houston, Texas, a father, husband, golfer, pilot, and tech seller. And Brian Evans, an expat in London, England, family man, 2X Ironman, and an ERP salesman. Both sharing tried and true sales strategies and providing free tools to make each week and campaign easier for you. They also answer your questions weekly. Now, here is Bobby and Brian. What's up, Brian? Hey, hey, Bobby. Here we are. The next series is career development. Indeed. Um, this is a fun one. It was really fun building out the kind of the plan and the uh, framework for all of this. So I hope you all enjoy this. We'd love to get your feedback along the way, as we always would. And and Bobby, I think what makes this topic interesting for me is that we we live and work in a world that is full of a lot of type A personalities, a lot of type A sales personalities out there. And and the question is, how do you how do you stand out amongst all of these type A personalities that are out there? They're aggressive. They're meeting with senior leaders. If if that's not your mo, or even if it is your mo, what are you doing to recognize the stage you're at in your career, or at your company, and advance yourself, advance your career? No so doubt. yeah, so we're going to talk about all this in the context. This entire series is going to be around career developments, whether that's you know getting a, a promotion in your job, whether it's earning more, uh, whether it's doing more of the things that you like doing, less of the things that you don't like doing. It's going to be all about this for this next four uh, stages of this series. Awesome. And let's talk a little bit about traditional views on these stages and or job changes and or the reasons behind them. Um, Quite frankly, I think the root of most is a little bit more compensation. That doesn't always happen to be reality. Sure. But we're always thinking... I have a certain role today. Let's start where we probably all started in some form or another, some inside job or some support role uh, behind a team of people. Then we became the person that was part of the team that was doing more, uh, driving more of the conversation, carrying the ball further down the field to where maybe we became a manager and or managed group of people that were on a sales team uh, working towards getting the ball down the field. Traditionally, that's how people view the job. I think SE, pre-sales SE to account SE, maybe it's inside rep to sales rep. And then the next stage is obviously team leads, managers, et cetera. But how are we going to describe it in this series, Brian, that, that I, we, we hope all of our listeners change their mindset from just rep to next rep to these four stages of career development? Yeah, I th- we're gonna we're gonna change the model up a little bit, and, and part of this framework is stolen. So we're not gonna take credit for building this framework out. We've taken an existing framework and we've made some adjustments to it. But we're gonna think about this more as to what you're contributing to the business and what your functional role is in the company, and how all this lines up to impact your actions. What what do you do to be successful in whatever stage you're at in your career? So. With, with that being said, we're going to talk about four stages. The first one is contributing dependently. And Bobby, basically what this means is that, and, and you're in this stage for a minimum of one year, you're, you've started a new company, you've started a new role, and basically your, contributing, your contribution is dependent 
on the company making an investment in you. You're not providing uh, an economic return for the business. Maybe they're, you know, you're on a ramp program. You know, maybe you're on a salary draw. Maybe you're on a commission draw. Maybe you're in training for weeks or months at a time. Tell me, Brian, what was your first contribute dependently job and role? For me, it was uh, my first job was with a company called Soft Choice. They're a reseller. And um, that that role for me was kind of a junior account executive. So I would make phone, I, I was pounding the phones, scheduling meetings, getting in front of customers. And it took months and months and months for me to even generate enough gross profit to cover the salary and commissions they were paying me, let alone, Bobby, to pay back the investment they made in me while I was getting ramped up. How about for you? Yeah, so my story is I was a police officer and joined a tech company in 1999. Uh, Back that was a different decade, or sorry, century ago. Um, And my job was literally to answer the phones, to take some help desk support calls, route them to the people that could really answer the questions. We used to get big servers in those days separately from the memory, and I was told to go put the memory sticks in the servers. I was nothing more than an apprentice, uh, hands on deck to help them sweep floors, do whatever. Uh, and they were investing in me because they thought I had the aptitude to do the job better than most. And that's the return that I hopefully got for them. Uh, but it was them paying me to do a job. I was the one who was supposed to do all the heavy lifting and, and prove to them that I was worth the continued investment. Yeah. And it's okay. I mean, if you're in this spot, we've all been in this spot. If you're in this spot today, just recognize that you're in this spot because what you need to be focusing on from a career perspective is different than if you're someone that is generating a lot of gross profit for the business. So just have some self-awareness, be okay with it, because there's still a lot you can do to work on your career if you're in this stage. So first one is your your contribution is dependence on others. And again, others could be the company, it could be an investment the company you're making, it could be people, whatever it is, you're, you're dependent on someone else to contribute to the business. Bobby, the second stage is contributing independently. This is what we're going to talk about next week on our next series, or the next part of the series, I should say. So contribution that's independent means that you have some wins under your belt. To further the example, when I was working for Soft Choice, this is when I was starting to generate a lot of gross profit for the business. I had paid back the investment you know, quote unquote, paid back the investment the company had made in me by getting wins, by adding new customers, adding logos, adding revenue, adding gross profits. You're going to spend a bulk of your professional career in this stage. Bobby, what was your first, what was your first job where you were contributing independently to the business, producing revenue uh, and good for the company? It was probably about a year after I was that entry-level apprentice, and they decided that they needed some help out in the field. Look, many of these listeners may not remember, but between 1999 and 2000, Y2K was a big, scary deal for computers and IT all around the world because they really hadn't taken in effect what it was going to mean when the date changed from 99 to 00, and how would computers deal with that? So I got put on a few jobs to do some work, and the customers liked my work. I worked hard. And I continued to contribute independently. And 
the market the market helped me tremendously. The timing was perfect. And you may be in one of those roles where the timing may be similar or you don't quite see it yet, but it will happen for you. And that was really an unbelievable opportunity for me and launched my career as an independent contributor to a business, um, which was very good for Bobby and his family. Yeah, and, and so you, the word you use, launch your career, that's really what we're going to spend a bulk of the time talking about in the second stage here. And that, and again, we're going to talk about that in the next um, podcast that we do in uh, in this career development series. The next one we're going to talk about is contributing strategically. Now, Brian mentioned that you're going to spend the majority of your time in that contributing independently, which is week two of this podcast series. But contributing strategically is is well beyond that independent contri- contribution. You're, you're probably doing things at an expert level. You're probably doing things outside the business. You're enabling a few to dozens of those into the contributing people that are dependent upon you. You're, you're impacting much larger streams in the organization. You're sharing best practices. You're doing it at a level beyond anyone else in the organization. You're building and helping create go-to-markets. You may be partner networks are, are being created by you. You are a strategic thinker around the business and probably not just impacting gross revenue. You're, you're impacting the margins. You're impacting the team, the company, the growth, the expansion, well beyond yourself when you're at this level. Brian, give us an example of when you, you first started doing things strategically to contribute to a business. I mean, I think the the one that's most top of mind is the job I'm doing today. It's uh, we we've got a, a product that's on the leading edge, and I've moved countries to help uh, develop and to grow this part of the business. I'm still an individual contributor. Um, I partner with people. I do enablement training. I um, manage a lot of executive relationships. I'm helping with a lot of our go to market strategy helping with, like I said, training and enablement. This is a fun part to be in, but it's you, you've got to be, um, you have to have a number of experience and wins under your belt. You have to be contributing independently for a period of time to have built up a repertoire of evidence and experience so that whenever you're in this stage, you're, you're, you know, adding exponential value back to the business. That's probably the best way to put it is adding exponential value to the business that's uh, supporting you. No doubt. I think that's probably the best phrase, the exponential component of that phrase, because I think all of us in sales are are a little bit money driven. We all expect to make a little bit more money. We sell a little bit more. We want more money. But that business did do all the investing back when, and and maybe not the business you're in today, but that, that compounding return is what all organizations are expecting to get. When you're at this level, you are supposed to be impacting probably 10x the profit and revenue of a single individual in an organization. Yeah, I think a good example of this, and I don't know the stats uh, off the top of my head, but Google put out something that said their their top group of engineers were something like 10 times more effective than the normal producing engineers. Um, some, some amazing statistic around that, and it's because you are providing exponential value back to the business. It's a, it's a fun spot to be in. Uh, but you're you're effectively an expert in the business. And then finally, we're going to talk about con- contribution and being a contributor through others. 
that apparently is management, leadership, those sorts of things. It can be certain circumstances where you're contributing strategically through others as well. I think some of these can blend together, but this is first-line sales manager, manager of managers, regional vice president. These are these are big jobs. These are multi-decade people normally within side of tech sales. Uh, this isn't something that a new tech seller is going to get in the next few years. Uh, we've both been lucky enough to participate in these, and I would say we've both kind of come back to contributing strategically uh, by choice for a lot of reasons. But we all know people in our organizations and our networks that are contributing through others, and because of that, they're making huge impacts well beyond what they were when they were in different levels of these stages. Yep, and we'll hit on that. That'll be the fourth week of this series. So. Again, let's recap them. Bobby, we have contributing dependently. That's where we're going to focus our time and efforts today. Uh, Contributing independently. Contributing strategically. That's week three. And then week four is contributing through others. So uh, let's jump into it, Bobby. How about that? Yep. Again, this week's contributing dependently. So what are the concepts, Brian, that you think are important when you're at this stage of your career and you're contributing dependently with others? Yeah, I think it, it narrowed it down to three broad concepts. The first one is earning trust within the business. The second one is being a feedback machine. And we'll talk about that a lot through really all of these phases, but being a feedback machine is the second. The third is nailing your job, nailing your day job. So let's let's start with the first one here, Bobby. Uh, that's earning trust. To you, your you know your your contribution is dependent on others. What does earning trust mean to you? Well, it, it, it's so basic at some levels, but it truly is doing those easy small things better than most. Uh, showing up on time, being available, answering that call in the afternoon or evening, um, sharing your best practice in an early stage so that you're not trying to keep it close to the vest. It's it's the uh, working on things through reading and proving yourself, not just relying on the company to give you the, the knowledge that you need. Um, I can see where in this stage to, to earn trust, I would include my manager in things that others weren't including my manager in to, to earn that trust. Sure. And I, I think people underrate it today, but I, I think people should dress the part. I think they should be better than most. I think that the, the sports jacket has gone away in some of these entry-level jobs because no one else is doing it. Well, I think that would help you stand out and earn some trust along the way for sure. Yeah, I mean, somebody is taking a bet on you when you're in this stage. They're, they're, they're betting that they're going to get a return on you as an investment in the business. So it's like you should be focused on how do you help them realize that return on investments. Uh, and, it, and if you, look, if, if you're in this role, you're, you're in this role because you expect economic returns for yourself, for your family, for yourself, uh, for your kids, for your spouse. The business is expecting an economic return out of you. So you, you, you called out answering that phone call in the afternoon. How many people, Bobby, have you worked with over the years that will see a number on their phone at 410 and it's a number they don't have saved in their phone? And how many times... Are they going to let that phone call go to voicemail? A million. They probably push that button that says send a voicemail. Send a voicemail. Um, it, it's, it's, a, a, it's a bad practice for sure. It's a bad practice, and, it, and it, um, it's a very telling sign of someone that is um, 
someone that is uh, not taking serious the investment that's being made into them. And, and you, you've got to step out there. You've got to take the call. Uh, you've got to dress the part. You've got to have executive presence. Uh, this was a this is a big thing I learned at Microsoft and continue to learn about and read about is is how you carry yourself when you're when you're in this role. You're being critiqued and it really in any stage you're in. You're being measured, critiqued from the outside in. You have to be aware of how others are viewing you. So the sport coat is absolutely an important thing or dressing nice, or having a press shirt, or if you're in an inside sales position and you're wearing blue jeans, fine. But make sure they fit and they're tailored and you got a nice belt on and you got shoes that match the belt. These things are very minor, but they're so critical and they're so important. Yeah, my dad taught me a long, long time ago, actually when I was still a police officer, that most older gentlemen, the first thing they'll do when you walk up to them is check your shoes just to see if they've been shined. And I still today do not leave my house without my shoes looking spotless. And if I see a guy shining shoes, I get him shined. It's just something that's ingrained in me. And it is appalling to see young sales reps who have a $500 suit on wearing shoes that are tattered and they look like they probably graduated high school in those shoes. Yeah. Yep. So, so dress the part, be prepared. That doesn't mean you need to overdress. Doesn't mean you need me to be ridiculous, but dress the part. One last thing you said something that, kind of hit a nerve about not recognizing the investment that the companies are putting into you at this stage in your career. I never take it for granted. I told a story today about how much I think I view the work world differently than my peers because I was a cop who didn't make any money and actually had to buy my own gun, my own bullets, my own bulletproof vest. And today as a tech seller, I don't buy a laptop. I don't buy a notepad. I don't buy a pen. I don't buy anything. The gas for your car. (laughs) The gas for my car. I'm enabled in every way to be successful. But as a cop, I wasn't. And you shouldn't take that for granted. And so I think I started my career with a little bit of a different mindset than most. But I think we are in a world where we, we grow up or we're grown up in a way that things were given to us a little bit more. Life is a little bit easier today. And you guys have to tend to reflect and not take this stuff for granted if you're making just as an example these entry-level jobs where you're making call it what 45 to fifty thousand dollars a year as an inside rep or a part of a team where they're investing in you that's 25 to 25 30 dollars an hour in in income never mind what else you're costing the organization and while that might not seem like a lot of money, it's, it's a huge investment. Brian, you've hired a lot of people when we were at Sparkown. We've hired a lot of people on other people's money. But I can tell you there's nothing that I could reflect on more than the day I hired someone that was spending my own dollars to pay them to come to work and them not treat that investment fairly. It's uh, something hopefully everybody gets to experience one day. But take it serious, earn their trust, spend their money wisely, and that's also meaning your income. Use that time wisely. Yeah, build the foundation, Bobby. This is your reputation is being established here. Whatever you establish from a your respect for the business, the clothes that you wear, the executive presence that you do or do not have, these things are going to be really difficult to shake. I was having a conversation with one of our senior leaders not too long ago, and they were talking about another leader that was uh, had the potential uh, to move up in their career. And this person would show up to the office, and they weren't they were kind of dressed a little iffy sometimes, you know, not, not professional. That person was afraid to change their dress too much because they didn't want to be made fun of by their friends there in the office. 
they establish that reputation too early. And Bobby, I've seen people, and I'm sure you have too, I've seen people leave companies because they could never get this stuff right. Because they their, their, their reputation was established and it was impossible for them to shake. They just left the company. And that's a great example. We won't overplay the dress anymore, but but hear what we're saying. So Bobby, we've hit on earn trust. We... I think in in order to keep this uh, these episodes uh, shorter, because the feedback we're getting, Bobby, is that people like the 20, 30-minute podcast series. Why don't we wrap it up here? So what we've talked about so far, Bobby, is the four stages. Those stages are contributing dependently, contributing independently, meaning you're providing value back to the business, uh, contributing strategically, and then contribution through others. That's kind of the management and leadership piece of this. The three topics that we're covering, and we've hit on the first one already, is earning trust. The second one that we're going to hit on the next episode is being a feedback machine. And the third one we'll hit again on the next episode is nailing your job. And we'll wrap up the full first stage, Bobby, with just talking about in general, like it's going to be an actual deliverable that we'll provide to everyone about what five questions should you be asking yourself and starting to work on every quarter. Sounds good. Perfect. So for everyone, thanks for listening. Please provide feedback on this and look out for our next podcast episode coming up this week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Tech Sales Show with Bobby and Brian. Subscribe to their email list by going to bobbyandbrian.com and follow them on Twitter at Sales.